Car Con Carne is out of the car for the foreseeable future. Thanks to COVID-19, we're playing it safe. We're practicing social distancing. So Car Con Carne is quarantine con carne, carless con carne, whatever you want to call it right now, it is sponsored by CNH Financial Services. Business owners, are you tired of your hard-earned profits going toward paying expensive fees every time your customer pays with a credit or debit card? We're happy to announce our partners at CNH Financial Services have the solution. CNH is the fastest growing financial services company in Illinois, as recognized by Inc. Magazine. And their patented technology allows you to eliminate 100% of the fees associated with accepting credit and debit cards as a form of payment. That's right, Josh Caterer. That's right, Dennis Buckley. 100% of the fees. CNH. Did you say 100% of the fees? I did. One hundo? One hundo. Oh. CNH will also upgrade your business to the industry's leading point of sale system to streamline every aspect of your business for no cost. No cost. Visit freeprocessingnow.com or call 855-600-2437, extension 999, and start saving money today. Surely there must be some costs, James. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Before we even begin, uh, we're about to be joined by Daryl Wilson of the Bull Weevils, Dr. Daryl. Uh, I have in this chat with me, Josh Caterer of Smoking Popes, Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie, Daryl Wilson of the Bull Weevils, three of my favorite people in the universe. The last time the last time we did this all together was for episode 250 of Carcon Carne. And before we start talking, I do want to acknowledge we're recording this on Sunday, uh, March 15th, the Ides of March. Everything just fell apart for a lot of people we're close to that we know. Um, as of tomorrow at three o'clock, restaurants and bars are done with service inside the, the establishment. You can do carry out and uh, drive through and delivery, but a lot of people are going to be hurt by this. A lot of people are already hurt by, hurt by this, uh, facing loss of jobs, loss of income. A lot of people we know pay, living paycheck to paycheck. This is tough. So I just want to throw it out there right now as we begin. I don't know how to help right away. I know a lot of people who Follow Carcon Carne are affected by this. I want to help. Let me know how we can help. And if it's just getting the word out for specific organizations, uh, I'm happy to do it in future nights because I'm now doing this nightly. That said, Josh, Dennis, Daryl. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi guys. Hi. I, I want to start talking with you, Daryl, uh, yeah. because as far as I know, you're the only doctor in the group. I, I, I think that uh, Dennis is like... Don't, uh, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, he's an honorary. <laughs> and this is an honorary doctor. Got mine from Phoenix University. <laughs> right. Right. That's I got mine I'm from the uh, University of American Samoa. Nice. <laughs> you know, Josh, I was going to make a joke initially because we always start with this, how we social distance from each other for a long, for like 20 years after our tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it's all coming around again. I know, but we're going to, you know, share together. So we're do. <laughs> well, Daryl, I want to talk to you about the way COVID-19 is affecting everything and the way we live, but I also want to reference the fact that it is car con carne and traditionally we eat food in the car. I hope you all brought food. You know, we, my wife just got back from the store. My wife? She more, she's not a hoarder though. So that's not how that goes. It's just typical Sunday shopping is what you're supposed to do. And so she did that and, you know, it's you know since I don't eat meat anymore, it's kind of like it, I guess it's easy since all the meat was taken from 
all the stores and stuff like that. So I guess I'm okay. We're going to eat some. Wait, so you have no food for the podcast? <laughs> I can get something. You, it's like it's okay. I think hey. you should. Uh, what do you have, Josh? We're all going to be eating. What do you so, have? Uh, what I have are these, uh, I've, I've had dinner, but I haven't had dessert yet. So I'm eating these cookies. These are uh, chocolate uh, macaroons. Ooh. I'm going to get some. My daughter, Phoebe, yeah. made these. She's been baking a lot lately since she's quarantined from everything. Nice. Well, not quarantined, like, but like. Similarly, a- my son cooked my dinner. So he made, he likes to cook too. I have here buttermilk fried chicken. Yeah. Made by my son Noah. Holy uh, cow. Oh yeah, he went to town and a drop biscuit to go with it. Oh. Lovely. We're we're having like a southern dinner here. <laughs> uh Chipotle made my uh my dinner. <laughs> what, what do you a, have there? A small taco with uh steak taco with cheese and sour cream because I am uh, a wimp when it comes to toppings, as you probably re- remember. I do remember that. Our, our first our first taco night together, you're like, nothing else on the taco? That, and we've talked about this before, but that was the night when we saw a dead man on... Uh, it's true. What, what was it? Was it Division? No. It, it, no, it was on um, Fullerton. I'm eating That's an right. orange on this podcast, <laughs> or this video cast. So an orange a day is something that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat. <laughs> Because well, the because the apple a day keeps the doctor away. What is it? Right, we have a bunch of apples in the house. I can't go into that. <laughs> right, so, Daryl, since you're the only doctor on this call, how serious is this? It, it seems like this is the real thing. Um, you know, from the standpoint of uh, it's a novel virus, so we don't have any you know conveyed immunity. We've not, we've not seen it as human beings, so um, it was transferred from an animal species to human species. Um, I mean, with, with influenza, the, the one thing that we always have is we have the ability to create a vaccine based upon surveillance that takes place to kind of predict what the specific flu strain will be for the season. Um, and despite us doing that, um, we still can have a massive number of individuals succumb to the disease of influenza by developing their pneumonias, et cetera. So when you think about a disease that we actually can prepare for and have some conveyed immunity to because of receiving vaccination to, and then having a disease that we have no natural immunity to um, or can develop a vaccine for in, in the immediacy, that of course can ring some alarm bells for you. Um, so, you know, the, the big things that are concerning are, are the ability for us to spread this willy-nilly throughout our, our, our colleagues. And, you know, the, the, the best thing you can do for any communicable disease is to try to mitigate and control its spread. And that only comes by taking the host away from the virus. So if we take ourselves and, you know, keep ourselves away from everyone else, we cannot continue to perpetuate this through all of our, our colleagues and our, our friends and family and those that are really at risk, high risk, are the elderly, though, though even there are some of us that are at higher risk because of continued exposure. So myself as a healthcare provider, my wife as a healthcare provider, um, all my other colleagues as healthcare providers are going to be at, at high risk of developing severe disease because of continued exposure to this virus. So as we continue to have to enter into the realm of caring for those patients who will be extremely sick and some not so sick, um, 
you know, we, we put ourselves at risk, but of course we take things to also mitigate our risk by wearing our personal protective equipment. Um, so please don't go hoarding masks and things like that because we need those things, not only just for, you know, COVID-19, uh, we need it for TB and, and, you know, measles and other things. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's the, the, the lack of foresight that individuals have where they have this, you know, look at me immediately right now for what I need here. They're not looking at what other things are necessary to protect. So let me hoard all this stuff. Let me take these things to protect me. Um, you know, th that's where the danger comes in. Because, yeah, many people are going to get the disease and not be that sick. Um, but those that are going to be caring for the very sick, um, those that are very sick to begin with, um, you know, we, we have to look out for our fellow man. That's what we have to do. Um, so it, it's serious in its own way. Um, we won't know the seriousness of it until we kind of climb out of this in the end. You know, everybody right now is looking at themselves and saying, but I'm okay. Well, that's good that you're okay. Um, but I mean, think about that person that you're okay. You get that other person that's okay. And then they have a not so okay individual in their home, like their parent who may be on chemotherapy. Um, you know, their grandmother who has chronic lung disease. Um, their young child, who most children don't get sick. And you look at the mortality associated with young children, you know, kids nine and under, it's zero mortality associated with that. And that's good, but they can be vectors for the disease. So think kids can spread this back and forth, you know, quickly. Then they go hug grandma, grandpa. They spend time with them. They're their caretaker. When parents are, you know, we're trying to go to work. Um, and now you've got other individuals that are sick. Um, you know, so definitely keeping ourselves away from situations that can allow the spread to those fragile patients, such as limiting visits to, you know, care facilities, nursing homes, hospitals, all those things are super important. Um, the longer we can do that, the more we can actually, you know, take that, you know, area under the curve and flatten it out, as they're saying, um, to try and keep the spread out over time. Because, I mean, if you think about it, if I suddenly went into work, which I'll be there tomorrow, and I have, say, a swath of patients that come in, this deluge of individuals coming in at one time that I have to care for. And say I only have, you know, 17 ventilators that are available, but I've got 50 people that show up that require ventilation. I'm going to make some really tough ethical decisions about who gets ventilated and who doesn't. And if you can spread that out, where I get two patients that come in every so many days that come in with the disease, as those other individuals are getting well, and I can get them off the vent or and they're healthy enough to go home, I don't have to make those tough decisions. So if you can really help flatten the curve, it's going to make it really easy for all of us to make it through this unscathed. Very well said. Um, so that, that's kind of the real stuff, the real deal. I mentioned uh, service industry workers earlier. As gentlemen who all front bands, bands I love, bands we all love, knowing that bands can't play for the foreseeable future. There is nowhere for musicians to play. There is not that obvious revenue stream coming in how can we as fans what's the best way to support people like you and up-and-coming bands bands who don't, live and die by my band don't don't support me i don't i don't need that i'm not a working musician really okay i, I do this because i i love doing it i don't i'm not relying upon it as a weight i'm a physician okay i i'm a physician that plays in a rock and roll band and you know loves it and you know, to, to do that, support all the guys and gals that are out there that are working hard and the people in the industry, too, that help support them is the, the folks in the bars that are working, which aren't right now. Um, you know, 
buy their merch, buy their music, stream their songs. So streaming doesn't really get them anything. Go to their sites and buy their stuff directly. Um, you know, when this all ends and we have chance to go out, go support those local shows. You know, don't yep. wait for just the, the large thing. Go to see the local bands play as they would on a Wednesday night. Go do that because you're going to want to get out of the house. You're going to want to socialize with people. So go out and do that stuff. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and don't sit there and say, I'm only coming for the one band. Go for every band and buy all their stuff when you get the chance to do it. Buy two T-shirts, you know, and a tape and, and a DVD. I got DVDs in my basement. Come to my house, buy DVDs, and then I'll donate that money. You know, let's do that. Um, use them as coasters. I don't care. But I think, you know, the big thing is you look at all these other large corporations. I mean, look at, like, the Amazons and all these other corps that, you know, stream music and do those things. Why not take some of their stuff and their, their billions and, and donate some of that to these people that aren't working right now? Give them a chance to kind of, you know, ride the wave through this. On the other end, come out and, you know, have them then not fail. There are going to be small businesses, which are artists, and other small businesses, smaller bars and places. Yeah. They're going to be devastated by this. Yeah. And if these large, big box, you know, corporations can, you know, throw a bone out to these folks because there's no retirement plan for some of these individuals right. to, to kind of keep art going in that sense. That'd be a great boon, you know, in any sense. So in the end, when it comes out, we, we've got people that we know that are going to hurt, not because of the virus alone causing them, you know, viral illness, they're, they're going to have their respiratory problems. They're going to be just blown out because they have no means to survive. Um, donate to soup kitchens, donate to food pantries, donate to, you know, uh, to churches, all these places that people can go to, to get help. And as community, we should be looking out for those people ourselves to say, you can come to all of us and we're there for you. I mean, that's what we're going to need to do right now. Anyway, is we need to really look out for each other, not only by avoiding being ill and out in, in the world, but also being there for people that are, are really desperate to, to survive for two weeks or for four weeks or however long it takes for them to make it till the next day when, you know, they can go back to work. Uh, Dennis Buckley, who has the handsomest hair out of all of us. Uh, would you agree with all those points? Uh, I disagree with everything Daryl has said. I don't, <laughs> I don't quite remember if he actually got his doctorate. Um, I, I do remember some lean years in Forest Park where he said he was going to be a doctor, but Taking that out of the equation, <laughs> uh, I do. I do to piggyback on what Daryl said. Any 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 band that you want to support, nine times out of ten, they're going to have a Bandcamp page, which which uh, will sell their music, will sell their merchandise. Um, you know, some some bands I can I can speak to the power of GoFundMe. Um, the, uh, the 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 kindness of, of Did you say GoFundMe to you, or what did you say GoFund? Go, go I said go fund me, Daryl. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Daryl, this is not the time or the place for your shenanigans. So serious topic. Call me doctor when you say that. Say that. No. I'm sorry, doctor. <laughs> um, go, uh, go fund me is a, is a great resource to, to, uh, to help uh, bands. In, in it does. Uh, there's, a, there's a shock value to it every time you say that. It's like he's go saying that and you're like, are you sure he's saying that? It's, it sounds like he's about to. You like what, guys? It's, guys, it's it's uh, it's going to be a, a a quiet and lonely couple of weeks. So go find me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, you're affiliated with a church. Is what kind of outreach, if any, uh, are you aware of at your church? 
Sorry, I just took a bite of my chocolate macaroon. That's the beauty of this podcast. Yeah. I'm um, eat some chicken. Well, I am associated with a church. I work at a church. I'm a, I'm a worship pastor. So I'm on staff at a church, which means, like Daryl, I'm not depending on uh, gigs with my band for a living. We don't, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor who also is sometimes in a band. So um, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, you know, feeling the, the, the loss of, of those gigs, but my, my church just as of this week had to uh, cancel Sunday services because, you know, you can, you're not supposed to have any, because <laughs> our gatherings are larger than 250. Right. So we're having to figure out, you know, ways to do things online that we used to do in person. And I, I, I'm guessing that um, a lot of musicians, in fact, I've started to see this, a, a lot of musicians are, are taking that route. Like I've seen, you know, people just uh, performing on Facebook Live and there's, there's yep. a feature where you can, you can leave tips for people on Facebook Live. So I love it. I think we're just going into a season where um, a lot <clears throat> of what used to happen in the same room is now happening via the internet. And um, I think all of our responsibility, if we want to be supporting each other, is to participate in the ways that that is monetized. A lot of that is optional. But, um, you know, if, if we want the arts to survive and if we, want these, if we want these people that are making music not to be forced into situations where they are taking other vocational avenues that will take them away from making the music that's important to us, we have to support them. And during this time, that's uh, supporting them online. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, the funny thing, somebody mentioned this online somewhere that, you know, with all of our friends and, and family members that are in the service industry as well, you know, specifically those that are working in the bar and hospitality industry, um, you know, they're, they're out of work and, you know, they, they're, they're at least some places can do takeout. So, you know, they're, we're going to be working crazy hours at hospitals. So order up takeout from places and have them sent to the hospital. Somebody just do those things and tip heavily. Um, that's the way you're helping out a whole bunch of people that are actually going to be working at times. You know, I, 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 unless I get exposed, you know, I'm not going to be quarantined. I'll be working. You know, that, that's the yeah. thing. Um, you know, if suddenly there was some crazy situation where, I mean, who so who says crazy situations can occur? If martial law was, you know, placed, you know, upon us, um, you know, looking at apocalyptic situations, but I mean, I'd still be having to go in to, to care for folks. But while we have, of course, some of these, what seem like draconian measures, which are there to try to mitigate the disease where we have all these industries closed, if they're allowing, you know, food to be delivered because you can't dine in, send them to hospitals, send them to the people that are working on the front line, send them to, you know, uh, to uh, firehouses for the EMS providers, um, you know, those are the things that people can do to really, you know, continue to keep things afloat. So keep the economy moving in that way. So, so those are other ways that we can, we, we can help out and do our, do our part. All right. So here's the thing. I'm using the uh, 
base level product of the Zoom video conferencing tool, which means if I have three or more, three or more guests, I think I only have like 30 minutes to do a uh, recording. That said, let's wrap this up, uh, changing the topic completely. A lot of us are stuck at home. What should we be binging? Dennis Buckley. Oh, uh, I, just put my, <laughs> I just put my list together. Uh, I am uh, um, uh, going back to shows that I should have watched a long time ago, Breaking Bad being one of them, um, Curb Your Enthusiasm being a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the newer stuff, uh, there's that show Devs that I'm trying really hard to get into. It's, it's, it's kind of tough, but I have a lot of friends that are telling me to stick with it. Um, that's been really good. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's, that's been a favorite of mine. And musically, did I see you also like that Rookie album? I love that rookie. My God, that's great. I knew nothing, nothing whatsoever about that band. I didn't even know they were from Chicago. Yeah, that's and rock and I, roll. And then I heard a song, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is good." And so you're album, a you're a Breaking Bad fan, then? I have a love Breaking Bad now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you also like Better Call Saul? Yeah, you watch that. I have not because I figured I should get through Breaking yes. Bad before I. Get it's a slower episode. burn for sure. Yeah. yeah, it is a slower burn. I am. I am at the. Uh, Spoiler alert for anybody dumb like me that hasn't watched it yet. Um, I am at the part in Breaking Bad where, um, oh God, I can't think of her name. Jesse's girlfriend. Um, Jessica her, Jones. Yeah, Jess, yeah, Jesse's girlfriend, Jessica Jones, uh, has her, uh, uh, her, she shuffles off to this mortal coil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a hell of a way to end a season, all that stuff that happened. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what should people be watching, listening to, doing? Well, my... My favorite show on earth is Better Call Saul. And I say this as a, as a guy who loved Breaking Bad and was initially, uh, yeah, I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but I, like the, when I first watched the, uh, an episode of Better Call Saul, because it's a slower burn, I was like, eh, okay. But over the course of time, I have come to feel that the... Uh, Character development, the depth of writing, the nuance of the performances on Better Call Saul is deeper and richer than than that of Breaking Bad. Not that the two shows have to be in competition with each other, but, yeah. but those those are the things that I like out of entertainment: is <laughs> depth and nuance and, and and slow burn kind of stuff. So uh, I just I and I just in preparation for season five of Saul. I rewatched all of Breaking Bad. So they're, they're both worlds that I, I want to be living in. But um, yeah. I don't know. The more times I watch through Breaking Bad, the more I'm just like, and that Walt is like, <laughs> just not, uh, he's not a person that I want to spend time with. No, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I will, oh, go I ahead, will say the, uh, the, the wife on Breaking Bad, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to like her. I do not like her. Okay. I am not a fan of, of, of that character. Go, going back to Saul real quick, there's an episode that really focuses on the character of Mike. I think yeah. he's a great character. And that episode alone may be one of the best TV episodes I've ever seen. Oh, I agree. Yeah, his performance so, on that is, is uh, a, should be award-winning. I'm assuming that he won an Emmy for that. If not, there's no justice in this world. Uh, Daryl Wilson of the Bow Weevils. Dr. Daryl, what should we be watching? So if you haven't watched The Expanse, you have to watch The Expanse. Um, yep. I kind of fell into that. That was amazing. It was good. Yeah, I have to say, the, the last season on Amazon, I was kind of a little, eh, it was okay. 
I'm just waiting for the build, but it's it's good. It definitely gets you going. Um, you know, I started watching Kirby Enthusiasm. I mean, I, I never really watched the show. I, we, we Seriously, we just got HBO, which is kind of crazy. So I'm starting to watch that, and that is hilarious. Uh, um, I cry laughing. It's so yeah, funny. I do. It's just, it's just <laughs> funny. I've um, been watching um, God for the Expanse. I've been watching Kirby Enthusiasm. I'm waiting for Ozark to come out. So season mm-hmm. three is coming up. That's going to be crazy. So I'm wait, I can't wait for that. Um, you know, my wife and I love that show. Um, you know, if you're listening to anything, just listen to a lot of local bands. There's still a lot of bands that are, you know, up and coming, you know, find, find some smaller labels. Dennis has always got, you know, good picks for music. Um, surprising you know, picks. Surprising all, picks. All across, across genre from all walks of life. Dennis is a pretty cool curator of music. Yeah, he is. So, so grab some of those things. But, you know, as far as watching stuff, you know, my kids are home. So we're, we're watching, you know, Frozen 2. Over and over Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. It's, it's almost like Turbo and Ozone in that movie. I thought they were, you know. Um, but um, I, I actually started watching the new season of The Clone Wars because, you know, I'll tell you, as a Star Wars fan, and I'm embarrassed to say this, I never watched The Clone Wars. So I did watch, started watching that and catching up on that, um, and then watching season seven. So that's, that's pretty, pretty tight. Um, and then just old shows. I'm, I'm watching old stuff on, you know, I'm watching the X-Men. It, it, some of the episodes don't hold up. I'm telling you, I'm just watching. Great. They don't hold up. Um, all right. But yeah, watch it all. I mean, I'm, I'm just watching stuff with the kids. And when I get the chance, it's Ozark and, you know, The Expanse. But, but for heaven's sake, uh, if you're home and quarantining, read a book too. Don't just yeah. read, read don't a handful. Damn TV. Read, read ah. a damn book. All right. So (laughs) in the fleeting moments we have together, I want to thank you. Uh, Josh Caterer of Smoking Popes. Thank you, James. Dennis Buckley of 88 Fingers Louie. Dr. Daryl Wilson of the Bull Weevils. uh, Three of my favorite human beings on earth. Thank you for doing this uh, as we're all kind of sequestered and practicing social, was it social separation, social isolation? Social distancing? That's it. Social dissing. Social dissing. That's what Buckley is most adept at. yeah. About to socially distort the bed, though. You are. <laughs> Carcon Carne is sponsored by CNH Financial Services. Guys, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us.